0: You are Locked On Balls, your daily podcast on the Tennessee Volunteers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your
1: team every day. What is
0: up, everybody? Welcome into it, your Monday edition of Locked On Balls. It is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs, helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster and for free. You can post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions do apply. I am your host, Eric Kane. A reminder this week, I am out of the country. So if you want to talk that ish, I'm literally out of the country. You can't find me. All right, I'm out of the country. I'll be back next week, but I did want to pre-record some episodes So you guys had something for the morning commutes when you're on the treadmill, when you're trying to act like you're working in that cubicle, but you're really not. I wanted something out there for you guys. Not going to lie. It's not going to be every day. I'm going to do three episodes this week. That's just kind of how I programmed it last week with everything else going on. Um, But I will be back. And if there's anything that breaks, anything, you know, big, major news, I'm literally not working this week. (laughs) So it will not be on this podcast and we'll have to talk about it next week. But I know you guys understand. So. With that in mind, I thought we'd bring on our good friend Boogie Bentley of Talkin' Vols and kind of do a little, uh, little crossover, a little locked on Talkin' Vols here on this Monday and kind of reflect back on the year that was for Tennessee Athletics. But first and foremost, Boogie, it's been a couple of weeks. How we doing? How was the holidays? And congratulations on the move to YouTube full time.
1: Appreciate it, buddy. It's been a big year, big year for both of us, man. And, you know, you talked about reflecting and looking back, and that's the fun of looking back on this football season is uh, just our conversations as it went on. Mm -hmm. And it's like September, can you go 4-0? And then it turns into October, and we build, we build, we build. Great season covering this Tennessee football team. I'm excited to do this thing full-time. Holidays are always a good time. Always busy. Always chaotic. Uh, but let me tell you something. It was fun to be able to sit down, watch a bowl game, watch Tennessee dominate a bowl game, take care of business. Now we move into recruiting season. Uh, you know how it is. You're the busiest man in the business. Uh, it never stops. Some of us get to take a week off. Some of us don't. Some of us will still be here grinding. <laughs> you you see, it. like I'll you be taking it.
0: the week off, and I'll be I'll, I'll be at a nervous right the whole time because I'll have my phone and you know, somebody will something will happen Tennessee football related and I'll be like and my wife will be like no no <laughs> and i will be like yes ma'am okay I'll put the phone <laughs> down all right you got me uh but that's just that's just kind of how we are and, and this will be the first time literally you know while people are hearing this and watching this and listening to this yeah I'll probably be on the beach or something you know drinking drink in my hand it'll be a whole lot of fun but this will be the first time I've been away from my microphone for for like seven straight days I don't know when I mean when was the last time
1: this happened to you Oh man, probably, you know, I talk a lot about my channel, the, the moment the come to Jesus meeting two years ago, when I told my wife, I think if we push, we can make this thing a career probably from that point on, like it became at that point, at that moment, it was all right. If we're going on vacation, we're going out of town, the laptop, the microphone, all the gears going with me. And that's just kind of the way it is. So it's probably no. been two years since I've gone more than more than a couple of days, maybe without making a video or doing a live stream or some type of content. Wow, man
0: you're just such a hard worker hey but, but you're working work. ahead
1: you can't say you're taking the week off when you're pre-recording three <laughs> episodes so you're still working that's true you're that's, still that's working. true
0: hey you know we, we've had this conversation before but i mean what a year it was 11 and two uh tennessee went to a new year six bowl game the orange bowl sure the collapse there at south carolina I'm not sure that'll that'll forever be one of the biggest um biggest you know puzzling things that happened in this season that was so great but Tennessee, 11-2, and two, went to a New Year's Six Bowl game, won that New Year's Six Bowl game, led the country in total offense and scoring, um, should have had a quarterback that was a Heisman finalist. I mean, what a year. What a year for Tennessee football. You and I both, if you would have told us back in August or July that all this is going to happen, I'd say you're crazy. Um, I mean, just kind of the ride that it was this entire season. And, like, you know, for me, it was – when they beat Alabama, I thought that they could win the national championship. It's just it's wild the Florida, the Florida win, the LSU beat down. I mean, this was so much fun. And again, it was it was unexpected. I thought Tennessee would improve and and be better and be fun to watch. I never thought Tennessee would be this good this year.
1: Yeah, and it just kept building, man. And that's what made it fun. You know, if you lose one early, you kind of lose some of that steam, but it was just like weak by week by week you know and it started right there in the second game of the year against Pitt, and a lot of people had that game circled on their calendar a revenge game and it goes to overtime and then who connects of course it's hinden hooker cedric tillman connect at the end of the game to get the win and then you just keep moving and plugging along and then you beat florida and everybody's saying all right get that monkey off your back josh Heupel took down one of the big three and everybody says you got to beat florida georgia and alabama you move on and that LSU game, man, like that, that it's it's just so funny to look back on things and say, all right, can we start September 4-0? They did it. Now it's okay. That LSU game, you're going on the road, hostile environment. LSU is a tough place to play. Tennessee went down there and took care of business. And then the narrative changes, right? It's well, it was an early kick and everybody's making excuses. Alabama's gonna destroy you. Tennessee finds a way to get it done. The goalposts come down, end up in the river. Kentucky comes around the corner and it's well well, Kentucky's not it's not your daddy's Kentucky it's not grandpa grandpa's Kentucky Tennessee embarrasses them and we head into a showdown with Georgia that is the biggest stage you could possibly get and and how many times did we see that stage like we kept saying this is as big as it gets the next week no this is as big as it gets college game day on hand multiple times uh it's been such a ride, man, such a ride. And like you said, the South Carolina game, of course, anytime you talk about the AP polls, the one that just came out in Tennessee, still behind Alabama, everybody that's not a Tennessee fan is going to point to that South Carolina game, but it is what it is. It's not going to spoil the season for me. I'll take 11 and two in an Orange Bowl win all day long, all day long.
0: Kind of on that note, uh, we're, we're going to be jumping around here on a Monday. It just kind of is what it is. I Again, I told him this off air. I, I, I can do this with Boogie. I can't really do this with many people, but, gonna go away from this subject real quick but I'm gonna bring up that AP poll that you just mentioned uh I I said my piece on it towards the end of last week um I guess it came out on Monday night right after the National Championship early Tuesday morning whatever Tennessee finishes sixth you know behind Alabama right that finished sixth okay so Tennessee finishes sixth there's obviously a conversation and there's beef there on the Tennessee side that Tennessee should have finished in front of Alabama but if you look at the AP voters and how they voted, there were 10 votes to where these people either voted Penn State in front of Tennessee or Washington in front of Tennessee and had Tennessee seventh. Because of those 10 votes where Tennessee was leapfrogged by Penn State or Washington, Tennessee finished nine votes behind Alabama. So there are 10 individuals who are AP voters that literally thought Penn State or Washington Deserve to be ranked higher at the end of the year than Tennessee. And because of that, Tennessee finished behind Alabama, which it should be in front of Alabama anyway. But because of those 10 votes, Tennessee finished nine votes behind Alabama and came in six. I just think, again, people, it's a responsibility. And I'll, I'll bitch on it. I don't want to be a voter because it's too much responsibility for me. I'd rather be on this side. Easy, right? But, I mean, mm-hmm. my goodness, do you do you understand how college football works? It just it baffles me. It baffles me.
1: Yeah, the system's broken. And not that the BCS was right, but at some point, you got to get technology involved. Strength of schedule needs to be involved. Everybody wants to point to the losses, right? They want to point to the South Carolina. Well, you got embarrassed by South Carolina. TCU, I didn't even, I made a video on it when, when the poll came out, and I didn't even point this out, but TCU finishes ranked second. Yeah. Re- really? Second. Okay. Hold on a second. Because conference championship game, they're ranked fourth. They lose. They jump to number three. Then they go and and, and they they win the first round of the playoff. I'll give them credit for that. I can't. I'm shocked. Absolutely stunned that they beat Michigan. They beat Michigan. It's fine. Then they go lose the national championship game. Embarrassed. They didn't just lose. They got embarrassed. They got embarrassed, and they jumped from three to two. How do you lose two out of three games and go from number four to number two? makes no sense i dare somebody in the comments to try to explain that to me because you can't logically explain that
0: they were just trying to get away from the michigan ohio state semifinal round well they were and and again boo Boo kerrigan or whatever his name is the college football playoff committee that sunday just danced around that question i mean reese davis give him credit reese davis pushed him on it was asking about i mean that's exactly what they were doing it's just you're right i mean it's broken in so many ways but i just i can't i can't take anyone seriously that says they understand college football and they watch college football. I mean, Penn State had a good year. Congrats. Washington had a good year. Congrats. Tennessee had one really, really bad loss. Horrible loss. It was bad. But finished 11-2 and and won two games with your backup quarterback and beat down Clemson in an Orange Bowl where a lot of people, myself included, bit Clemson to win that game. I don't know. I just... That just baffled me so much. I even I I was a little girl about it. I turned off my replies. I tweeted out about it because all these Penn State fans were jumping in there. And I mean, that's number one rule of social media: you say it, don't turn off your replies. I did it. it It's what it is. But golly, it just it was wild to me. So anyway, I just I can't really believe that because I mean, you know, there's incentives there for Josh Heupel, right? I mean, there's incentives there for every coach essentially built into the contract. If they finish in the top five at the end of the uh, end of the year, and the coaches are the uh, the AP they get X amount of money. I mean, it just, it made no sense to me.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I saw your tweet. That's what kind of got me fired up to make a video in the first place. Was when you Good did inspiration. That. I was like, what the heck, man? I like seeing the end of it should be out there for the public eye to see yeah. where some of these clowns are, are voting people in. And like you said, it's something you, it's, you should take responsibility for that. When you put that out there, just embarrassing, man. It makes no sense. And the arguments make no sense. I'm tired of hearing about, well, Hindenhooker's hurt. Well, I don't care. I, I've seen the excuse of, well, uh, if, if Tennessee played Alabama today, guess what? They played back in October. We, we figured that out back in October who the better team on the field was. We, we don't have to hypothetically look at it today. It doesn't matter that Hendon Hooker's hurt because the season's over. The season's over. You just look no. at the resume, and that's what you go by. And people find every way in the world to validate, to validate what, what's out there. So it is what it is. It's a broken system. You can say what you want about the expansion. Maybe that solves some of the problems in the long run but we're going to see some big-time blowouts just like we saw in the national championship game. You'll see some close games. You'll see some fun football, uh, but you're going to see a lot of blowouts too. And how many SEC teams are going to end up in the Final Four now once you expand it?
0: It'll be fun to watch. It'll be fun to watch for sure. We'll get back to Tennessee football and some of the best moments from 2022. Got off on a little tangent there. I apologize. We got Boogie Bentley from Talking to Vols on with us here today, and we'll come back with a little bit more of that conversation. But first, as a small business owner or hiring manager, you know that success in 2023, it all depends on the team members you surround yourself with. That's why You've got to check out linkedin jobs linkedin jobs you can hire qualified candidates more efficiently by matching open roles with people who have those skills values and experiences to help you achieve your goals linkedin jobs helps you quickly attract the qualified candidates you want to uh you want to get into your job with the tools that can do the job the right way they go beyond the resume using data points and insights from the job post from a company with 875 million profiles to put the post in front of the most qualified candidates you can identify the most qualified candidates on LinkedIn jobs and connect with them faster and most importantly you can connect with them for free makes it easy to screen rate applicants based on job qualifications on any platform out there so LinkedIn jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster you can post your job for free right now at linkedin.com slash locked on college That's linkedin.com slash LockedOnCollege to post your job for free. Terms and conditions do apply. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win
1: your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade
0: recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, guys. Welcome back here to your Monday edition of Locked On Balls. Appreciate you guys for being here with me today and hanging out. Um, we got our guy Boogie Bentley on from Talking Vols. Here today, let's get back to a little Tennessee football, man. What was – um? you asked me this on one of your live streams the other day, which, by the way, your your, your live stream for charity, the other not was awesome. Thanks so much for having me be a part of that. That was a blast. Essentially, kind of what was the turning point for you in the season or what was your favorite play or whatever? And I said the series before halftime against Florida. I think that was the turning point in the season, in my opinion. Do you have a moment like that for you or – a play or a win or whatever, when you just kind of said, "Okay, everything from here on out's different" because Tennessee's for real, man. It's
1: that's such a loaded question. It was way more fun asking you that question <laughs> than it would be on the other side of it. But I'm with you that that drive right before the half of Florida was so crucial, and then to get more specific, the the catch by Keaton was huge. And but for me, really, truthfully, the LSU game—not necessarily that that was the turning point—I would say the turning point where I thought all right, Tennessee can go win a national championship. I was beating Alabama. I mean, yeah, when they beat Alabama, thing. it's it's okay. There's no looking back. There's no more. Do, does Tennessee belong? They do belong. They're in the conversation. But the LSU game, because I don't care what time they kicked off. I don't care if it was 8 o'clock in the morning. You're still going on the road to play a pretty good LSU football team. And to go down there and not just compete, but just to absolutely embarrass them. I mean, embarrass them in their own stadium, 40-13. to 13, That was domination. That's when I kind of started to think this team was a little bit different. But then the, the Alabama game and, – and not only that, I love the Alabama game, the conversations that come out after the fact. You know, we're Josh Eipel and Hinton Hooker. What, what do you want to do here? And it's just – they're ballsy, man. I, that's what I love about Josh Eibel. He's going to play to win every single time, no matter what. And Hinton Hooker said, "Let's go, let's go win it, let's go win it." And then the catch by Bru McCoy—that's big time grown man football. Just to go up and and muscle it. Just go. Mel Keaton
0: muck. before that too. Mel Keaton yeah. went up and got decked, and he held on to the ball too. But you're right; those you know, everybody remembers Hooker and Hyatt and McGrath from that game. Those two
1: catches on that drive yep. whoo, huge! And even even the one that McCoy was late but he just went up and got it man yeah. it it was he was not going to be denied and just those those moments that game and, and so many more just embarrassing kentucky when all we heard about was how you know t- tennessee it's it's not the same kentucky that that we faced for the last however many years it's like kentucky beat tennessee recently because tennessee was at rock bottom they're not at rock bottom anymore and even as dumb as it sounds the response after alabama do you have a hangover you come out and put 65 on tennessee martin how does tennessee respond after getting embarrassed by south carolina those were key moments to me and people would get in the comments and say you're an idiot it's vanderbilt why are you making such a big why i'm making a big deal because they got embarrassed by south carolina and all of us that talk into a microphone every day are asking how do they respond what do they look like is there is there issues in the locker room and they come out and just absolutely destroy Vanderbilt, so many moments, man. A fun ride. This was a fun football team, a special football team. One of my favorite moments that didn't happen on the field happened after the Orange Bowl, seeing Hendon Hooker's parents come down and love on Joe Milton like that. That gives you chills, man. That that shows you the bond those guys have, the family. Uh, I loved it, man. I love seeing Hendon and his mom and dad supporting Joe Milton. I love love seeing Joe have some success there at the end of the year. He, he deserves it, man. He's a good kid head on his shoulders. And uh, I like seeing him have that uh, kind of a, a redemption story. And he's got a big opportunity uh, coming up for him in 2023.
0: Yeah. He's got a couple more chapters left to be written in that book, at least from a Tennessee perspective. And I'm, I'm intrigued to see that. And, you know, in and hooker send off uh, in his, you know, letter to the player's tribune or whatever. And um, he told that story that you mentioned about Heupel said, Hey, you want to go win this? you to go to overtime? Like, I mean, let's go win them. I mean, yeah, like <laughs> you, you saw him do that against Kentucky, where, you know, last year at Kroger Field or two years ago, and there's like fourteen seconds left or seventeen seconds left on the clock, and just like I right, just go out and take a knee. No, deep pass here, deep pass here, field goal. You stole three points. He's done that a couple of times in the two short years that he's been here at Tennessee. And so that was no surprise. Like, you wanna play for overtime or you just wanna or you wanna go win this thing right now? It's like just go win this thing. That was that was awesome to read also about the Vanderbilt game. You know, why are you making such a big deal about this? Well, it's that same Vanderbilt team that Tennessee beat 55-0 or whatever it was that beat Florida that everybody was, you know, overjoyed about whenever Tennessee beat Florida. Yeah, that same team beat Florida, too, and beat Kentucky. They were kind of rolling a little bit at that time. Um, but, man, I just – for me, again, the Alabama game's going to be hard to top. Of course, I know all that. Um That's when I truly thought that this team could win the national championship. This is a collection of guys that are just really fun to root for. Um, And it doesn't happen all the time. Like, you know, Jalen Hyatt, seeing what he's doing with his NIL platform, you know, Hendon Hooker being the leader and how his teammates have his back. It's easy to root for guys like Jerome Carvin, who have been here for five years and, um, you know, played through injuries and all that type of stuff. And honestly, I felt like the defense – took a big step this year. And I know a lot of people don't agree with me. And how I would respond to that is go check the stat sheet. All right. Like this was a fun group to be around and to cover and to watch. And I think there's still a lot of those guys who will be here next year to make it even more fun. But of course it's every team has a different flavor to it. This one was, this is one we're going to, we're not going to forget in a long time.
1: Yeah. I've made the comparison multiple times to the 2021 Tennessee baseball team. Obviously last year's baseball team dominant. Just dominant until you get to the postseason. That's another story for another day. But that that 2021 bunch was scrappy, man. They were fun to watch because they found a way to win, and that's what this Tennessee football team seemed to be this year. Again, the pit game. Found a way to get it done. Florida game, made you a little nervous down the stretch. Found a way to get it done. Tennessee, Alabama, found a way to get it done. They're a scrappy bunch. It's not a locker room full of a bunch of five stars, but it's a team that came together. They had that chemistry, and people can laugh and make fun of the word chemistry and culture and all that, but there's something to be said for it, man. And this team played together. They played united, and they found themselves 11 wins for the first time in over 20 years. So I think it's a team that we're always going to look back on. Hopefully we look back on this football team and say, that was the one, man. That was no. the one that turned the corner and got this thing going in the right direction. And that's no disrespect to last year's team, because last year's team overachieved as well.
0: The way you uh you were talking earlier about how Tennessee responded to adversity and all that type of stuff and how it picked itself back up after the South Carolina win or loss and after the the Georgia loss. Remember in that in that Alabama game, you know, Tennessee led the entire game, and then there was a, a failed handoff between mm-hmm. I guess with Jabari Small and Hendon Hooker, and Dallas Turner scoops it up and scores from 11 yards out. It's like, are you kidding me? Is that how Tennessee's going to lose this game? How does Tennessee respond from that? Jalen Hyatt touchdown on the next drive. It took four plays. I mean, it's just, it, it, it's incredible. So again, you can point to just so many different reasons why everyone just kind of fell in love with this football team. So it was a blast, man. I, I hope we have teams like this in the future. I hope that we uh can can cover and talk about you know ten win teams and you know going to Atlanta. That'd be a that that'd be so much fun. And then you know with the college football playoffs expanding, you know better chance to get in the college football playoffs. That'll be fun. If if there were twelve teams this year, Tennessee would certainly be in there. If there were six teams this year, Tennessee would certainly be in there. So it's been a whole lot of fun. But what about the rest of the uh, the the athletics department here around Tennessee? Tennessee, you mentioned baseball was fantastic basketball was good lady balls made at the sweet 16 what were some of the biggest moments and best moments from the year for the university of tennessee in 2022 boogie and i was going to hit on that here on the other side but first let me remind you guys about bet online it's the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite teams and sports you can get news and analytics and analysis all the latest odds and trends for every professional sport out there and amateur league right now you've got the nfl playoffs going on you've got college bowl season that just wrapped up of course with the national championship game last week you got college basketball giving them the heart of sec play world cup a couple months ago they had it there they've got it all at betonline.net if you love sports podcasts like the one you're listening to right now as well you can listen to that after locked on balls and you can check it out over at betonline.net it's always the fastest always the easiest way to get all your sports betting informations the totals the lines the spreads the first quarter first half props anything you want they got it all at betonline.net BetOnline, it is where the game starts. All right, guys, we've got a final segment left here of this Monday edition of Locked On Vols. A reminder, next week or the next episode of Lockdown Vols will be on Wednesday. It'll drop on Wednesday out of the country here this week, but we recorded some episodes. So we'll go Monday, Wednesday, and Friday of this week for Lockdown Vols. Got my buddy Boogie Bentley on from Talking Vols, and we talked football a little bit. And, of course, we, we talked football year-round. Let's look back at some of the other moments for tennessee athletics in 2022 tennessee for the first time since 1979 77 one of those two years what an sec tournament championship and i know that's not the one you want to be remembered for but it was quite an accomplishment and, and boogie when you're watching that team in march celebrate the way it was was that was that in tampa i don't know where i can't remember where the ter- tournament was when you're watching the team celebrate the way it was you could tell it meant something to them and rick barnes it meant something to him that was a fun moment of course some of the big wins last year ultimately didn't end well but I remember looking back at that Tennessee basketball team last year and that SEC tournament championship was that was a blast to watch that entire weekend especially if you remember um you know Kennedy Chandler turned his ankle in that Friday night game and and, and he played through that the entire weekend I, I thought Tennessee was done on that Friday night but he came back and played it was that was fun to look back on
1: I mean, you got an SEC tournament championship in basketball and the SEC tournament championship in baseball. And ultimately, you know, like you said, I don't, I don't know that those are necessarily the ones that matter, but you're never going to turn down an SEC tournament championship. Like I told you before we we jumped on here and started recording, not a big basketball guy. What I always go back to. And the reason why it's the reason why I can't, let me just, let me just hate on basketball where you're trying to be positive and have some fun (laughs) here talking about key moments for Tennessee, but it's, it's who gets hot at the right time, right? Tennessee yeah. won that SEC championship, and then they get cold, and so many people doubt and question Rick Barnes, and that was the big thing when he when he got brought in was can he win the big one? Can he get hot in March? Uh, and then the same thing for Tony Vitello, but I, I'm not going to compare Tony Vitello to uh, Rick Barnes because I think Tony Vitello is going to get it done and is going to win the big one. So I I don't know, not not a big basketball guy, but you know. Like you said, we can riff. We can go back and forth. We can bounce off of each other. So let me ask you this question. Let me put you on the hot seat right yeah. here in front of your entire audience. If you want to talk <laughs> basketball, can Rick Barnes win the big one? And is it good enough to go win an SEC tournament championship and then peter out once you get to March Madness?
0: Well, my question is, um, to answer your question, I, I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't know. He his, his coaching history has not been successful uh, deep into tournaments, he's made one Final Four appearance. That was uh, with Florida way back when. Uh, he's made a lot of Sweet Sixteens and all that. But I, I recognize that Rick Barnes, in the tournaments, is, is not had a whole lot of success. But my counter to that, with anybody you know that's message board mad right after a Tennessee loss, who do you want? Who are you gonna get? Right. I mean, like like who who is better at building a program, at recruiting, at putting your team in the national spotlight and a chance to win every single game? Who do you want? I mean, like, like that. That's my response. Um, Tennessee is a, is a defensive identity team. It's frustrating to watch at times, but like we saw last week, man, they were on fire in terms of the offensive. So you know the defense will travel. You know if the offense is good enough. They're going to win a whole lot of basketball games. They're going to do it the right way. So yeah, it's frustrating seeing Tennessee not go far in the in the NCAA tournaments. And I, I recognize that, and I know that's you know that's why you do it and everything. But just as you pointed out so many times it's about individual matchups um and then it's individual matchups in the game and then who's hot at the right time and uh, it's just it's it's kind of annoying cuz i mean with football sure anything can happen but you know football you got a pretty good idea because you need a lot more than just one person to win a football game and in my opinion one person can absolutely take over a basketball game and it can be the story of the night so we'll see man uh, i think rick barnes's tennessee basketball is so fortunate to have Rick Barnes. Well he's built the program, Tennessee will never, ever, ever recruit the way they are in basketball right now ever again. Just do, won't happen. Do you think
1: in your in our in our lifetime, you're a little bit younger than me, but in our lifetime, has Tennessee ever had better coaches in place at the same time for the big three than Rick Barnes, Tony Vitello, and Josh Heibel? Well of course you had Summit and
0: Fulmer there for a while that were together. Um I mean I'll probably say no not across the board I mean, you've got Rick Barnes, Hall of Famer Tony Vitello to be determined. You got Josh Heupel to be determined. Do- <laughs>
1: hey, somebody tag me. Thirty years from now, I'll probably be dead and gone. If Tony Vitello's not uh, a legendary coach, thirty <laughs> years from now, I'm telling you, he's something special. He and something it's something special. too.
0: I mean, like we don't talk non we, we don't talk non revenue sports here, but like I mean, track and field's great. Uh, soccer teams, a lot of success. Uh, lady balls are, you know, ho- hopefully. Cautious. I mean, I'll tell you this. I mean, again, we don't talk lady balls, and I don't follow lady balls that closely. But Kelly Harper has had more injuries the past two years. This year, again, Tamari Keys out indefinitely. Uh, Marta Suarez out indefinitely. I mean, it's ridiculous. Like she just, like her teams not been healthy enough to give herself a chance, and still made it to Sweet Sixteen last year. So to answer your question, I don't know, but it's pretty, it's pretty daggone good right now across the board. And, and I think Danny White's done a fantastic job as well. Like that little initiative of. Um, I, don't, I don't know if anybody knows this, that this isn't really breaking news or anything, but like Danny White paid for every single coach and their spouse and their families to go down to the orange bowl and have a, have a, you know, that trip to Miami. Now, that, that, that's cool. You don't get that at every single place. Um, so that's cool. Looking back on some more moments from 2022, we'll get into your wheelhouse a little bit. Tennessee goes on the road, sweeps number one, Ole Miss. At the time, it was huge. Later in the season, it was not very good. And then ultimately, at the end, it was great because Ole Miss won the national championship. That was massive. And then going on the road and sweeping Vanderbilt, who was number five at the time, but sweeping Vanderbilt and Nashville. That, uh, those were two series to where you're saying, okay, kind of like Tennessee football. It's like, oh, Tennessee baseball can win a national championship this year. They're good enough, and they have the arms. Those were two moments in baseball that, obviously, I'll never forget. And, of course, the Supers about out to Notre Dame, which – was unfortunate, but I will say this for 2023. I'm pumped to be covering this team. You got the arms, you can go the distance. Tennessee has the arms, and I think Tennessee will have no issues replacing that power in the lineup.
1: Yeah, I mean, my goodness, preseason All Americans. <laughs> your your three weekend starters are all three. Well, two of them first team, one of them second team, preseason all Americans. And, and you're not talking about Cam Sewell. That's a guy that could be a starter too. That guy's yeah. a guy that's throwing a lot of good baseball games. I mean, I'm, I'm excited about this team coming up too. Uh, a lot of new faces in the lineup, but again, your 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 starting three for the weekend are dominant. They are legit. Uh, but as far as last year, it was just domination, man. And like you said, the old Miss series, the Vanderbilt series are the two that you really kind of when you were looking at the at the schedule when it first came out. Obviously, the little the the what was the what was the deal with Texas Baylor? Oklahoma I can't, those that was the, the Red
0: Rock invitation or whatever yeah
1: wh- whatever it was called yeah. you know and they lost to Texas that game but Texas is a good baseball team but that kind of gave you a glimpse of what this team could be but once you got into SEC play again Old Miss series Vanderbilt series had those circled and you're you're sweeping you're not just winning series you're sweeping you know that what they lose I think the one series they, they lost a series to Kentucky outside of that they were they were they won every series But again, it's baseball and you get to the postseason, and that Notre Dame team was hot at the time. And again, it's, it's a lot like March madness. A lot of people pissed, man. A lot of people pissed when Tennessee got bounced, but it's baseball and and people that follow the sport, people that played the sport. When you say that they're like, yeah, man, it's just baseball. But people that don't are kind of like, well, that's not acceptable. It's not acceptable, but it is what it is, man. But it's still a fun season. And, and, Tony Vitello is going to get his, he is going to get his, I'm telling you, you say to be determined. I say it's coming. I'm, I'm, I'm prophesizing, uh, Tennessee's got a good one excited about the future. Last year, what what I don't even remember how many home runs they ended up hitting, but set the the program record for the long ball. <laughs> you got so many fun moments too, right? And maybe they're an arrogant cocky bunch. Maybe they are. Maybe they're a little cocky. But the the bat flips and the bat spikes and Jordan Beck and the middle finger and it's all <laughs> stuff that if other teams did it I would hate it, but because it's the balls and because I'm celebrating at the time, Listen, it's fun moments. It's the, the time, A.J.
0: Pruszynski effect. Right? When A.J. Pruszynski played for the other teams in Major League Baseball, I hated his guts. When he played for the Braves, like, that's my guy. Yeah, yeah. You don't talk about my guy. When he left, that's it's true. like, eh. All right, like yeah, Lu- Luke Lipsius
1: with the little finger poke on home plate. Just so many <laughs> little fun things, man. That baseball um, team's fun to watch, the way they celebrate. If you don't watch baseball, if you're watching this show, and you don't watch baseball and Kaner does a good job covering baseball just try just try to watch. I know it's a lot if you can't watch the midweek game if you can't watch all the weekend get watch Sunday watch Sunday baseball and I, I promise you ESPN plus what is it like seven bucks best seven bucks you'll spend for, for baseball oh. coverage alone
0: and again like like everybody fell in love with Tennessee basketball that 2017 2018 season like baseball there, there's a lot of parallels there like you will you will see them play you will see their mannerisms you'll see them uh, you, you'll you'll feel like you're on the team essentially because they play so much, and so um, that I, I would agree with that. Hold that. I got one question here in a moment to kind of end our show. Uh, also with baseball too, like there's so many fans, and, and I'm not I'm not trashing right now. I'm just saying, and I get it, but there's so many fans that are so heavy football that like you're you're you, if you lose one game in football, your season a lot of times is kind of over. Like in basketball, and baseball, that's just not the case. Like you can't win every single game. Uh, Tennessee. Two other big moments. Tennessee got five-star quarterback Nico Iamaliava back in March. That was obviously huge. And then I'll put Devin, Devin Hobbs there on Thanksgiving was was massive as well. The the Friday after Thanksgiving, Tennessee really helped close out that class of 2023. And I think Josh Heupel's proven that he's a pretty daggone good recruiter as well. Last thing here as we end the show, Boogie, you were you're just drooling over baseball, which I love, but obviously football, basketball. Which team's going to do it, man? Which team's going to win a national championship first of the big three of Tennessee football, Tennessee basketball, or Tennessee baseball?
1: I'm going Tennessee baseball man because I think they they can win it all this season. I don't know what where they're even at in the preseason polls. I don't pay attention to all that stuff. I don't know if it's even come out yet. But Tennessee's baseball team and again p- pitching is everything, man. You got to have you got to have a solid lineup. It is what it is, but pitching, if you you can't win, I do not think you can win a national championship without pitching. And they have legitimate Pitching coming into this year, uh, I, I think Tony Vitello and, and the Diamond Balls get it done. Dolander, Burns, Drew Beam, Cam Sewell, uh, being that extra arm, uh, tons of tons of power in the lineup. I, I, I think Tony Vitello gets it done. Maybe not this year. I think the Tennessee football team is going to have a tough time in 2023. I think they can be good. I don't know that they can be better than than this team in 2022. We'll see, but if, double digit I,
0: win seasons are tough. I mean, it, like like yeah. if you if you're better than 11 and two, I mean you're you're in the playoffs. So like that's, I, I hear you can be good, but you might not be record wise as good as this past year. Because I mean again, that's it's quite an accomplishment.
1: Yep, yeah. But if I had to put my life savings on it, I'm going with Tony V and the Diamond Vols to win an Natty. You also got Blake Burke, Jared Dickey. You got Maui.
0: You got a guy that everyone's going to know. Cincinnati transfer Griffin Merritt, who's really, really good. I mean, there's, there's going to sure. You lost Jordan Beck and and Gilbert and and um and, and some of these other guys, but you know there there's there, there's some guys that are going to come in and, and do a really really good job. All right. Speaking of doing a really really good job, as always, Boogie appreciate it, man. We just we just freelance this. We talked for thirty five minutes. It. I knew we could do it. It's fun. I appreciate you as always, and you guys are always putting out content over there. Locking, locking, <laughs> talking Vols. What do you got coming up here over the next couple of weeks? That Tennessee's kind of transitioning from football season now, full-fledged recruiting.
1: Yeah, I've been covering the transfer portal hot and heavy. We've tried to cover a little bit of recruiting. Something that's fun is a member of our channel from the chat. He popped onto a fan call-in show, Coaches Football out on the West Coast. He's coached around some of the biggest and best names in college football. And uh, he's coming on to do some film breakdowns. So, what we're doing is we're going through the class of 24 in state kids, starting at the top with Caleb Beasley, working our way down. And we're just watching tape and we're pausing and going. It's a little bit longer format. We're going like 20, 25 minutes. Coach Jay breaks down the tape, breaks down the film uh, a little bit more in depth than some of us are used to. So, it's a lot of fun. The chat's enjoying it. The so that's, that's one of the big things we're doing. Still going to do as many live streams as possible, doing some watch parties. We're going to watch some basketball games, baseball games, uh, old Tennessee football games, and bring some of the listeners on for that. Uh, but content coming all year long. It's the gig, man. It's the gig. Happy to do it. Excited to do it. Onward and upward. It's a really good
0: idea, man. That is that is educational as well. That's uh that, that, that's some that's some good stuff there. All right, you can check all that out with Boogie and the boys over at Talking Vols. Appreciate it Boogie. Thanks so much, man. Always a blast, buddy. All right, that's Boogie Bentley. Give him a follow, give his channel a subscription if you haven't already. They do awesome awesome stuff, a whole lot of live shows, and uh, I'm a, I'm a frequent listener viewer over there. I come on and talk, and so it's a whole lot of fun and as always, uh, Boogie is uh, one of the best to do it here in this market. Really appreciate him for hanging out with me here today. Thank you guys for hanging out with us here today. We'll be back on Wednesday. We've got another fun show coming up, talking Tennessee football and everything else. And um, if you are a new viewer to the to the uh, to the show or a new listener, appreciate it. Hope you guys come back. Please subscribe to the channel and uh, know that you know, we we bring it every single day right here on Locked On Balls. Except this week, only three episodes this week. Give me a follow on Twitter at underscore Kaner. Appreciate it, guys. Same time, same place on Wednesday. We'll be back with some more Locked on Balls.